When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And Peter Dowd of the Irish Gardener uh, joining us. Uh, good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well. We've just had met Aaron on the programme who've <laughs> literally just issued a status red wind warning just for us here in Cork. Uh, we're going to bear the brunt of the storm. And Jerry Murphy, the meteorologist, was making the point because we're in summer season, the trees are in full bloom. Yeah. I'm, do you know where I am at the moment as we speak, Patricia, is I'm in uh, Nangla Neeson Nursery up in Ahara or up in uh, near ovens in Cork. And we were just having the same conversation with Ronan Nangle here that a storm in the winter here isn't isn't really that much to worry about because the the, the wind will go through the trees because they're bare. But at the moment, a storm at this time of the year, the trees are in full leaf. There's huge wind resistance. They are at risk. So yeah, every tree, all trees, yeah, at this time of the year are at risk from storm damage. Unfortunately, oh, the only thing is at this stage. There's very little we can do about it. Yeah. Just hope for the best. And just in the gardens, then get the garden furniture in. Take a look at pots. Move them. Correct. Uh, yeah. Parasols, any parasols you might be out of, trampolines or, or anything like that, uh, are unsecured. Secure them as best you can. Remove anything that, that could be blown around in a storm because um, uh, obviously it can be. When I heard, uh, I think it was on your news programme earlier, that uh, the, the emergency services were saying to have your postcode handy in case necessary. I say, OK, they're, they're taking it seriously. So, yeah, we need to take it seriously. And any loose pots, loose window boxes, parasols, garden furniture, as you said, Get it, get it, get it under cover. Get it into the shed or into the house. Yeah, I mean, because for the rest of the country, I think it's an orange weather warning. It's, it literally is just for Cork. But uh, Jerry Murphy was saying like they don't often issue status red wind warnings for a particular county, but it's the way the storm is tracking. Now we could be lucky, and it could shift between now and nine o'clock. But if it it's stays, so calm, uh, yeah, it's so calm. I don't think it yeah, orders well. It yeah, order it doesn't. Well, yeah. It's literally just heading our way, and we're going to bear the brunt. So everybody, please stay safe. Okay, let's go to gardening questions because there's a lot of them in already. Could you ask Peter can I plant seeds now for a wildflower lawn? That's from Anne. Pretty much yeah. September is, is, is okay your best month to plant to March, April and then failing that it's September, October. So yes you can uh, during the month of September this kind of weather obviously not the exception of today and tomorrow with the storm but this kind of uh, warm damp weather is ideal for seed germination. So yes you can wildflower seeds during September, October is fine. And somebody's just sent me in a great picture. Says, as a result of the lockdown, proven, proving anything can be used to your advantage. And they've sent in a gorgeous plate full of potatoes out of the earth because they're covered in mud and they're gorgeous, fine-sized new potatoes. It's Lots of people took up gardening during lockdown. It's absolutely, without question, the possibly the only, but I think certainly the the biggest positive to come out of this whole lockdown and pandemic situation is our our 
our newfound appreciation for not just our own gardens, but for the green environment and the, the landscape in general. Yeah, lots of people have taken up gardening, can't go on holidays, and, the, and they're finding that actually they love it. And, you know, even when it was within the two kilometres that we were, we, had, we, were, we were kept, we just, myself included, I include myself here totally, you begin to have a deeper appreciation of your immediate surrounding area and the beauty that's there. And it, it, as I say, it's possibly the only, but certainly one of the big positives to come out of the COVID-19 crisis is our, our newfound love of and respect for the garden. Okay, it is, and I know you love this one. Con in Bandon says, we grew apple trees from the pips of apples. That brilliant. Um, and I don't know, he said, I don't know the names of the apple. One was a green apple and one was a red apple. The trees have grown. They're about six feet high. It was three years ago, but they've never produced any fruit. Will they ever? They're fine looking trees, though, says Con yeah, in Brandon. Yeah, well, that's half of all that matters. He hasn't said whether they've flowered yet or not, so I don't know if they've flowered yet or not. They, they, they're, they're not going to come true to type. So in other words, if he planted, let's say, a pip from a Granny Smith, it's not going to produce a Granny Smith apple. It could be a crab apple. It could be. It's just. It's. It's an apple seed. So when you're when you're growing things like a, a particular cultivar like Pink Lady or Granny Smith or any of these, they're grown by grafting, which means you graft something onto the rootstock. The rootstock is grown by seed. I'm not going to go too far into it because it gets quite technical. But the rootstock is grown by seed, uh, normally a crab apple rootstock, and then you graft the piece of the the variety that you want onto it. So you're using the root system of the crab. So the seed that comes out. It, it could be anything. You could get an edible apple. You could, but it's more likely to be a crab apple. But I would say it will produce something at some point, yeah. Okay, hang in there. Mary says, is there anything you can suggest to stop caterpillars from eating my dahlias? Uh, caterpillars are, in one way, they're easy because they're, they're, they're big and they're slow. So you can, if you go out and remove them by hand, uh, now that may not appeal to everybody and I suspect it doesn't appeal to you to No, not at all Not at all <laughs> If you go out and remove them by hand uh, that's the easiest, quickest, most harmless way of doing it and you'll still have butterflies right? So we don't want to try we No, absolutely, I love the butterflies it. Okay um, So, I, or even go out with a secateurs and prune off the, most, the heaviest leaves or stems and just you know move them somewhere else and let them feed away somewhere else and the, the plant will be fine Failing that uh, use a garlic wash which we've spoken about many times in your programme Trish which is where you pulp some garlic uh, Google it Google how to make a garlic wash you see lots of different recipes and suggestions and basically what you're doing is you're applying this garlic rinse onto the plant which is absorbed by the plant it doesn't harm the plant obviously and doesn't harm the insects but it makes them very unpalatable to any insect uh, not always so brilliant against slugs but very good for things like caterpillars, aphids, anything like that. So I would try that. First of all, try and physically remove them. If, if you don't have the stomach for it, try a garlic wash uh, and see how that goes. Hi, question for Peter, please. I am going to cut back my Escalonia hedge now. How can I plant those slips to take root as I need to build up the base of the hedge as it's too bare? Thank you. Okay, well, take cuttings of it now, certainly, right? So what, what, a, what you're doing when you're taking a cutting, you're taking about four to six inches of this year's growth, so the green growth towards the, the extremities of, of the, each stem, it's about four to six inches. The base of a cutting should be a, a node. Now, a node is quite simply where the leaf meets the stem. That's where you'll find the auxins, which are the, the, um, the hormones responsible for creating roots. So take the cutting at a node, about four inches, remove all but one or two pairs of leaves at the top of the cutting. If, if you're, you remove the terminal bud as well, which is that soft leaf bud at the very tip of the, the, each stem, remove that, leave one or two p- pairs of leaves on the cutting, uh, and so then you've quite a bit of maybe three inches of bare, bare cutting, uh, then a node into a bit of rooting powder, 
put that into a bit of compost or, or good soil. It'll probably root away outside. If you have a greenhouse or a tunnel, move them inside. Keep them damp, but not overly wet. Probably, as I say, root away outside. And you'd expect to see roots at this time of the year in four to six weeks. Uh, and they're ready for planting out then next year. So that's how you take the cuttings, and you can take them from, from pruning, certainly. But you're not to cut your hedge back until September, just under the Wildlife Act, because of birds nesting uh, and obviously wildlife protection. I think, I think from people who know a lot more than me that most birds have, have fled the nest by now. However, it is still illegal under the Wildlife Act to prune your hedge uh, until September. Okay, stay with hedges because Mary in Cantork has a red robin hedge. Part of it is getting very thin. Now, she says it is over 10 years old. It's always been a beautiful hedge, apart from that one section. It is under a red maple tree. Doesn't know if that's causes effect or not, but any solutions to the problem, please? I, I, I know I, I don't. I would say it most likely is caused by that red maple tree. If, if she had said it was something that has happened suddenly or just now or whatever, then it might be there might be an infection or it might be something. But the fact that it's always been a bit sparse there and the rest of the hedge is doing fine and it's in a shaded area close to the tree which is competing for nutrients and water, that's that's your reason, I'm afraid. All all you can really do is 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 prune it back a bit harder to encourage it to bush out that bit more. Uh, and just just maybe fertilize it a bit, feed it a bit with the, with the good organic plant food, something like nature safe and Atlantic seaweed liquid, or even give it a mulch with your own homemade compost or shop bought compost, just to try and give it that bit of extra TLC to the rest of the hedge. But no, you're 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 fighting against the the environment and the conditions. Um, so it's never really going to be as good. But as I say, a bit of extra TLC and you might get it a bit better. OK, we always kind of get annual questions that come up every year. It's usually, we always get the ones about daffodils. Uh, usually in the in January, people wanting to buy daffodils and, and, and it's too late. Uh, Margaret in Cantork wants to know, uh, they, she says she's got a good crop of eating and cooking apples this year. Well done, Margaret. Is there any way Peter can advise, how can you preserve them for eating later in the year? Well, they store quite easily um, the trick with apples is, and if, you, if everybody knows when I say this, if you if you have a fruit bowl on your kitchen table uh, and if one apple rots, then within 24 hours they're all rotten. And it's the same with most fruits. So the trick with apples is that you store them where they're not touching. So if you go back in days of old, you, you actually had apple houses where there were the, you know, in the, the big house would have an apple house below the orchard where they, they, they I've seen them and they'd, you'd have little, they look like shells, if you like, kind of shells that you'd see in your hot press. But in each of the little bits of wood, there's a hole. So you, you, you're not big enough to hold the apple, but big enough to stop the apple from moving, if you know what I mean. So the apples were, were stored on these shelves and kept the hole, stopped them from moving and stopped them from rolling or touching each other. Okay? Yeah. So that's a, if you do it that way and you store them somewhere cool uh, and dry, they'll store for months. So that's the best way to do it. Now, obviously, I'm taking it the caller doesn't have an apple house down the bottom yeah. of her garden, right? So uh, what you can do is if you were to wrap them in newspaper or something like that, to, just to stop them physically touching each other, that's one way of, of helping to store them. Another way, you know, I haven't tried this and I'm not going to recommend it, but it's possible, maybe, is if you store them in a bucket of sand, again, so they're not touching each other. Now, let me let me reiterate, I haven't tried that. I was just going to mention that one because that is normally a suggestion that comes in every year from people who have access to a lot of sand down by the sea. Yes. And it's a great way to preserve things like buried holly and that to keep it fresh without it growing. I've never tried it with um, 
with apples, but possibly that's that's worth looking at, uh, or even just in big boxes with, as I say, newspaper or straw or something between the apples. But if you get it right, uh, they will store for a long period of time. Just don't have them touching each other. Hi, could Peter, suggestion please, how can I kill the weed horse's tail? (laughs) Next question, please. Not a Uh, chance. Uh, this is a, this is I did a, a big article on this for the Irish Examiner recently, and it, it all stemmed from a post I put up on Facebook where somebody was asking me this question. So this horse's tail or mare's tail, equisetum, to give it its correct name, is a plant. To give you an idea, Trish, it's a plant which has been around since the time of the dinosaurs. Okay, wow. so to think really that we're going to be eradicated is futile. Um, it has many many benefits as a plant in terms of its rich in silica, which is, I believe, a valuable hair product, which you'll understand I don't have knowledge of, right? Um, (laughs) So it's used for many, many things. Root out the Examiner article that I wrote. It's online, or you'll find it on my own page, Irish Gardener, on Facebook. And there's loads of different suggestions of how you can use the plant. There are suggestions on my Facebook thread as to ways to deal with it, some using weed killer, others not. There's lots of actually good... um, uh, holistic suggestions of how to deal with it and I imagine a lot of them are good but there is no miracle cure that you put this out and it's going to get rid of it, it it's been here since the dinosaurs I think we should celebrate it for it'll that be, and it'll be here long after us then as well Mary says could Peter please uh, does he know anywhere where I can get seed potatoes to set now for Christmas the short answer to that is no I don't um, I suspect a lot of garden centres uh, and perhaps Band and Co-op will have them uh, coming in quite soon. Uh, I'd say just ask in your local garden centre and, and hopefully you, you should get them or they should be able to get them for you. OK, listener says, there. my father used to make a pit for apples in the ground, lined it with straw, then you put straw on top, then the apples, more straw, and then hearts, and it, it was one way of preserving the apples. There you go, it's the same logic, yeah, but what I was saying, even a big box. And, just and of course it would stay really. cool inside in the earth as well. Yeah. Balladine listener, can I move Heather to another part of the garden now? Not at this time of the year, definitely not. If you lift it out of the ground at this time of the year, it's just going to die, there's no question. If you can wait, do sometime between November and January. Um, but even then, particularly if it's established, if it's more than three or four years in its position, it's unlikely to move successfully, I'm afraid. Jenny and Donna have two apple trees, five years old. They've fruit. We've, I've had fruit every year, but no fruit this year. Lots of leaves. What went wrong? I wondered, number one, did she prune it last year? If so, then that could be the problem. Could have been pruned at the wrong time of the year or might have been pruned a bit too hard, which which will often lead to a, a gap here in fruiting, if you like, until more spurs are produced. If you didn't, then I suspect a good uh, a good feed with something like sulfate of potash uh, early in the year, kind of around time of blossom, say March, April time, uh, a good feed with sulfate of potash or a good organic tomato food should produce flower and then fruit production. Okay, and another t- final one in. Hi, uh, Peter, my hydrangea hasn't flowered this year. Hydrangeas, why? Again, a bit similar to the last one on the apples not fruiting. It, it could be if it was pruned too hard uh, last year. If it wasn't pruned last year and it's still just not flowering, it could be to do with, with uh, it could be a, a, a treatment with sulfate of potash or a good tomato food will help, certainly. Um, uh, or then it could also be that it's just got tired and I would suggest a good hard pruning of old older woody growth during this winter coming. It's a difficult one and I've seen it, but it's a difficult one to answer to be specific on uh, and I've seen it in a few hydrangeas. In fact, just this morning in the garden I was looking at it, I thought, and there was no reason for it as such. Um, 
And I'm wondering, and I know this is a bit of a cop-out of an answer, but I'm wondering if it's something to do with the, the, the weather this year, that it hasn't been sunny enough at the right time or wet enough at the right time. It's possible. But I would suggest, regardless, if it was pruned last year, leave it. It could just be uh, taking a year off. If it hasn't been pruned for several years, give it a prune. That's this what it is. And okay. All right, listen, you look after yourself, particularly with the storm tonight, uh, Peter. And we'll chat next week. Thanks for that. That is uh, Peter Dowdell, the Irish Gardener. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.